0: He said, because the president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's get to so No, but Susan, I, this is important. Susan, I, I, and I, I, I want to add, but Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have I'm to I'm speaking. Yeah, yeah, please, let's yeah. talk about PAC in the court then. Let's talk about the please. PAC. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. $400,000 a year. He said he's going to the Trump tax cuts. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Well, wait. I'm speaking. The be important if you said the truth. Yes. If you don't mind letting me finish. We can then have a conversation, okay? Please. Okay. Wow. Do you remember that? The year was 2020 and vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris was debating with, or should I say, being interrupted by her opponent, Mr. Mike Pence. Based on some of the research that you're going to hear about in a minute, this scenario is not uncommon. And based on the research, I'm guessing Pence was encouraged by his communications staff to interrupt her. Similarly, Harris was likely coached to not stand for it, all with good reason. Are you ready to talk interruptions? Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 128, Interruptions. In this episode, you're going to learn about the various types of interruptions, What the research says about interruptions, how you can respond when you're being interrupted, and yes, I'm gonna give you some advice for how you can interrupt others. First, though, let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki, and I'm your executive communication coach. Please call me Andrea. I'm the founder of Talk About Talk, where I coach communication skills to ambitious executives to help them elevate their communication, their confidence, And their clarity. So they'll get noticed for the right reasons and ultimately get promoted. If you go to the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find many resources there that can help you out. There's information there about one on one coaching, online courses, corporate workshops, the archive of this bi weekly podcast. And I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk newsletter. That newsletter is your chance to get communication coaching from me every week. Okay. Interruptions. Yes. By the way, I just want to say I fully recognize the irony here of me speaking into a microphone for this podcast, and you can't interrupt me. Just so you know where we're headed, we're going to cover four things. First, types of interruptions. Second, what the research says, and this is where it gets good. Third, what to do when you're interrupted. And last, how to interrupt when you feel that you must. Okay, first, types of interruptions. Given that you're taking the time to listen to or watch this podcast, I'm guessing you have a certain premonition about what interrupting is. But I just want to remind you that there are many different kinds of interruptions. An easy way to think about the types of interruptions, at least I think, is to categorize them. Categorize them in terms of the source of the interruption. So there's interruptions from people. Others and even ourselves. And then there are non human, non people interruptions, for example, from our technology or from the environment. It could be an alarm or a reminder that you set on your phone, or it could be a fire truck driving by with a loud siren or the crash of thunder or some other noise. These things all distract and interrupt us. They interrupt our thoughts and our conversations. And some of these things we can control, of course, by turning off notifications on our phone, but then There are interruptions that we cannot control. And then, of course, there are interruptions from people. Sometimes we're distracted and we interrupt our own thoughts or words. This is really a lack of focus. More often, our thoughts and our words are interrupted by others. It could be physical, like when someone taps you on the shoulder or walks into your office unannounced, or it might be verbal, someone interjecting or talking over you. And when it's verbal, it can be intentional or it can be unintentional. That's something we need to keep in mind. Some people aren't even aware that they're interrupting. These verbal interruptions from other people are what we're gonna focus on today in this episode. Let's get first into what the research says. Then I'm gonna share with you some ideas about what you can do about it when someone else interrupts you. Okay, so generally, the research tells us that interruptions have a negative effect on collaboration and productivity. That's no surprise. When people interrupt, typically they disrupt the conversation flow, resulting in missed opportunities and misunderstandings, and of course, misgivings. Ooh. Interruptions can be perceived as rude and disrespectful, which can lead to negative feelings and strained relationships. This might sound tautological, but interruptions are disruptive. Interruptions, like I said, can result in missed opportunities, misunderstandings, and misgivings. I really like that. Okay, so who's doing all this interrupting? Well, according to the research, it varies by culture, by gender, and by status or power. At a cultural level, research shows that individuals from more collectivist cultures, such as in Asia, they tend to interrupt each other less frequently than individuals, say, from more individualistic cultures, like in the U.S., When it comes to gender and interruptions, research shows that in mixed gender conversations, men tend to interrupt more frequently than women. Research also shows that women are more likely to be interrupted by men than by other women. And this dynamic holds in both professional and in social or personal contexts. When it comes to power or status and interruptions, the results of the research probably will not surprise you. Sally Farley, a psychologist and faculty member at the University of Baltimore, has studied these dynamics in depth. Her research focuses on what typically happens in terms of interrupting, and then also how we perceive it. This stuff is fascinating to me. I'll leave a link to some of Sally Farley's research in the show notes. In one of her experiments, Farley demonstrated that interrupters gained in status and targets of interruption lost status. And furthermore, people who were interrupted rated themselves as less powerful than those who were not interrupted. Wow. Also, interrupters, especially female interrupters, were liked less than those who did not interrupt. Now that I've read this research, I have even more respect for the quagmire that Vice President Kamala Harris found herself on stage in the 2020 debate, and I thought she handled it beautifully. Barley's research also shows us that when someone more senior, higher up in the hierarchy interrupts, we perceive it as a sign of strength and assertiveness. But if if a more junior person interrupts, then we perceive it as confrontational and rude. Interesting, right? Important insight. I'm thinking a lot about power and status here, and I'm really excited to tell you that I have another episode coming soon focused on power. Anyway. Let's move on to what you should do when you are interrupted. Being interrupted feels awful. It's like the epitome of disrespect, isn't it? Most of us, when we're interrupted, our response is disdain. We stop and you can see the shock on our face. Then we might raise our voice or increase our volume so that the other person isn't even heard, or we talk over them, or we even lash out at them. Sometimes these responses may be warranted, but I suggest a more strategic, thoughtful approach to responding to interruptions. First, I want to encourage you to track the ratio. What does this mean? Well, if you've been listening to the Talk About Talk podcast for a while, you've probably heard me encouraging people to track the ratio. Tracking the ratio means mentally tracking the ratio of how much you're talking versus other people if you're taking up more than your fair share and someone interrupts you, the best response might be for you to simply stop talking. However, if you've been speaking less than your fair share and you have an important point to make, then there's another question that I urge you to ask yourself. Who is that person that's interrupting me? Specifically, what's their relative status If they're your boss or your manager or your superior, then the research shows that this type of interruption may be expected and does little to affect your status. In other words, in some cases, when you're interrupted, the best thing to do is nothing. On the other hand, if the person who interrupted you is a peer at work, a peer, they may be seeking status or influence or power over you. They may even be trying to make you look bad so that they look good. Yeah, the scarcity mindset. If they do it once, fine. But if they're a repeat offender, you absolutely need to address the interrupter. Depending on the context, you might do so with humor. Hey, wait your turn, bud. But humor only gets us so far. How exactly do you respond to incessant interruptions? Well, we could take a lesson from Kamala Harris. My suggestion is that you first smile and take a moment. Pause and take a breath. Then you establish direct eye contact with the interrupter and say their name. Then calmly tell them you're going to finish your point, after which you'd be happy to hear from them. Starting off your response by putting a smile on your dial and pausing for a moment, this will calm your nerves and provide you with a moment to consider your response. Establishing direct eye contact and stating the person's name will also get their attention and the attention Of everybody else that witnessed the rude interruption. The exact words you use, of course, will depend on the context. So if you're brainstorming, for example, and someone interrupts you, then pause, smile, establish direct eye contact, and calmly say, Steve, I'd love to hear your opinion, but first, I'm going to finish my point. If the interrupter is trying to change the subject, again, smile, pause, establish direct eye contact and calmly say, Karen, I'd like to finish my point, And then we can move on. If they're criticizing you and your ideas, you may have to be more emphatic, but again, smile, pause, establish direct eye contact and calmly say, George, before you argue your point, I'm going to finish explaining mine. So that's my advice for how to respond to being interrupted. Before you say a word, make sure you track the ratio and ask yourself honestly, what proportion of the conversation have I been talking? If you're taking up more than your fair share, then frankly, the interruption may be warranted. And the best advice might be to stop talking and listen. If you've spoken less than your fair share though, then the second thing to consider is who's the person who's interrupting you. If they're higher status, you might wanna let it go. If they're the same or lower status than you, Or if they're competing for status, my suggestion is that you follow this formula. Smile, pause, make direct eye contact, say their name, then tell them, I'm going to finish my point, and then you can have your turn. Got it? One more thing here. If you're a leader, watch for others interrupting and give everyone space to make their point. Your job as a leader is to provide a forum be it by going one-on-one around the table or around the screen, or even calling individual people out to encourage everyone to speak their fair share. Okay, moving on. The last thing we're covering here is how to interrupt when you feel that you must. My first suggestion here probably isn't going to surprise you. If you feel compelled to interrupt, first track the ratio of how much you're talking versus how much other people are talking. There is all sorts of research out there that highlights that the less you talk, the lower proportion of the total airtime that you take up, the better. There's research that highlights that when job applicants encourage their interviewers to speak more during a job interview, they're more likely to get the job. Ditto for salespeople. The less talking they do, all else equal, the more likely they are to make the sale, and even socially. Have you ever been at a party where someone you just met just wouldn't stop talking and they wouldn't shut up? Do you remember how you felt about that person? Exactly. So please track the ratio. But let's assume you've spoken way less than your fair share and you have what you think is a very important point to make, or perhaps you're leading a meeting and you need to interrupt someone so that others can be heard. My number one piece of advice is to be gracious and to recognize or acknowledge the person that you're interrupting. Just like my previous advice, use their name. That's a great place to start. Xavian, I agree this is an important point. Your point made me think of something else that we should consider. Listen to this. Or Yvonne, your point is fantastic. Let's make sure it gets recorded. Who else has something to say? Do you see what I did there? I respectfully and explicitly acknowledge the other person's point. Then... I opened it up for my point or for others' points. What I discourage here is apologizing or seeking permission, unless, of course, you're interrupting someone who has higher status, which, as I already said, is very risky. But otherwise, avoid saying things like, I'm sorry, but can I add something? Or may I interject? People, this just sounds weak. You can be respectful without being apologetic. Be calm. And respectful and recognize the other person's point. All right, that's it! Did you get all that? Let me summarize with three things that I hope you'll take away from this episode. First, not all interruptions are equal. The prevalence and our perceptions of interruption varies by culture, by gender, and by the relative status of the two people, that being the interrupter and the interrupted. Second, Two factors to consider when it comes to interruptions, whether you're being interrupted or you're considering interrupting someone else. The two things to consider are, one, what proportion of the conversation have you been speaking versus other people speaking? In other words, track the ratio. And two, consider the relative status of you versus the other person. Remember, people expect the higher status person to talk more and maybe even to interrupt. The third point that I hope you remember is my formula to help you avoid being rudely interrupted. Here's what you do. Smile, pause and take a breath. Make direct eye contact with the person, say their name, and then tell them you're going to finish your point. If you got all that, then you're in great shape when it comes to interrupting. I want to conclude by sharing a quote from Adam Grant that I read recently on LinkedIn. It's this. The most valuable person in the room is not the person who talks the most. It's the person who says the most with the fewest words. The best way to contribute is not to take up more airtime. It's to increase your ratio of insight to airtime. Wow. I really like that. Increase your ratio of insight to airtime. Brilliant. Something for us all to aspire to. Like I said, I found this Adam Grant quote on LinkedIn. I would love it if you connected with me on LinkedIn. You can also subscribe there to my new bi-weekly LinkedIn newsletter, where you'll get free communication skills coaching from me every second week. It's a short newsletter. I respect your time. It's also fresh and different content from the podcast and from the email newsletter. So I encourage you to subscribe. While you're on LinkedIn, you can direct message me too. Perhaps you have a suggestion for a future podcast topic. You could also go to the talkabouttalk.com website and leave me a recorded message there. You might even hear your voice on a future podcast episode. And I promise I won't interrupt you. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening and talk soon.